Welcome to CCRPG, where we open up our virtual table and play games with some good friends. I'm Bob, and I'll be running Lancer, an RPG by Miguel Lopez and Tom Parkinson Morgan. You can find it on itch.io. Last season, we followed the crew of the DBC as they took jobs and completed missions all across the EMA sector. Known for its scattered areas of corp interest and significant presence of independent mid-tier operators, EMA exists on the rim of the Cygnus state. When last we left our pilots, they had just helped a group known as the Aster Uprising steal an in-production capital ship out from under the noses of Corsac, the primary defense contractor for the Cygnus state. The balance of power has shifted. Rising unrest, corporate crackdowns, uncertainty amongst independents. These paint the background for the world we return to. The crew has been working for their sponsor, Ren Polities, on special assignment for the last three months. Ren is the owner-operator of AO Station, and they have tasked the DBC crew with investigating some leads Ren believes are connected. Everything so far has led to dead ends. The current mission. Another settlement has gone quiet after being contacted by no assists. Ren has found the lead after they were informed by a concerned worker on AO Station who lost contract with his cousin. We open back up on the DBC en route uh, to this lost settlement. Um, it, this is now the uh, third mission uh, you have been on for Ren. And while the last two missions uh, have been... Too little, too late. You're hoping to get there with haste, so you departed immediately as soon as you found out about it. We will return to your characters on the DBC in transit to the location. How you doing, pilots? Uh, We're alive. <laughs> Staying alive. Frustrated, you know. Uh, the last two missions were kind of dead ends. Um, but, you know, doing okay. What what do we know from what Ren told us? What you know is that, read. yeah, there was someone on um, AO Station as a worker uh, who has a brother or a cousin, that is. I think they were maybe your brother earlier in my notes, but cousin made more sense for what I'm doing. So uh, <laughs> they have a cousin who was living on an Outer Rim settlement. Um, he was really close with his cousin. Um, and, you know, has been getting reports like, oh, you know, we've started, you know, getting no assists here, like kind of doing the whole, um, you know, like uh, missionary type stuff where, you know, trying to go out and like recruit people into their beliefs, you know, but like in weird ways, you know, like we'll train you how to do a skill. What have you always wanted to do? Oh, you like to learn about weaving and then they'll teach you weaving and stuff like that. Um, it's an odd sort of thing. Um, so that's like the last <clears throat> few communications, um, that he got. Uh, and then, uh, their normal check-in, uh, that the, the cut, the, the one on AO station confides like, well, you know, every, every so long, you know, we have an ongoing game we like playing together mm -hmm. and, um, it's like a hot seat style game. So he sent his move out to his cousin and usually, you know, in a couple of days, he gets his cousin's move come back. And then it's like space chess, right? Yeah. Um, and he just never got the move back from his cousin. So he sent him a message. He's like, hey, how are things going? Just checking back in on you. 
And then the last time he could have gotten a communication, nothing. And he looked into it and he's like, no messages have come in from that settlement through the warp gates in like a week. Um, so that is why Ren is dispatching you. Uh, you're hoping to get the jump on it this time. Maybe get there sooner um, than the last ones you got to. Um, so Astro's on the bridge and he'll turn to the person sitting uh, at the operator um, station on the bridge and he'll ask Ruination Conditioning, um, did you look into <laughs> any um, net chatter about uh, settlements uh, disappearing like I asked you to? Of course I looked into it and you didn't even have to ask me to, boss man. You know I got that covered. And plus, if I found anything interesting, you think I'd just sit on it? Uh, uh, probably not, but I never know with you sometimes. Oh, well, that's a good working relationship. Distrust your operator. No, I trust you. I just, you know, uh, I, th- I, you know, I, I want to blame you if you're trying to, um, uh, if you, if you're holding things close to the chest. We, we did, uh imprison you on the ship uh, a lifetime ago. Why do you, you and Evelyn from the seat next to you? <laughs> why do you and Evelyn bring that up in almost every conversation I have with you? And then uh, Evelyn and then Evelyn walks in because it's hilarious, that's why. <sighs> you know, if the money wasn't good, I wouldn't be here. Look, look you got room and board, you get decent food, you can't complain, right? No, I can complain and collect my check. Thank you. At this point, I walk in and goes, you know, there's you you can only have a running joke go for too long. Clean off it just a little bit. See, that's that's why you're not in comedy, Dine. I don't need to be in comedy. I'm good at what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Evelyn takes a bite off of her tuna sandwich that she happens to have on her that I just mentioned now. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, well, keep keep it up, Rune, RC. Uh, let me know uh, if you hear anything. Um, I'm hoping hoping we get there quickly and figure out what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, you got it. And you hear mumbling under his breath. <laughs> Evelyn just kind of raises an eyebrow at Astro. Like, it's sort of like an unspoken, like, are, 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 is this, is this going to work out? Type type look. <laughs> it, honestly, like, uh, Ruination's not, like, she does this when Ruination's not looking. So. Astro just, just kind of gives a... Sh- <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm, I choked on some water... The player Todd is going to die in the first like 10 minutes of this uh, session. <laughs> You're going right, to have well, to that replace means both Astro and has me. Taking over <laughs> Astro's position, right? <laughs> I quit. Um, okay, apologies <laughs> for that. <laughs> so uh, Astro just kind of shrugs um, and uh, s- sits back down in the captain's chair. Uh, and he'll uh, turn to uh, Dine and Evelyn and say, uh, so what do you think? Um, uh, any theories on as to what's happening? 
given the way our past two missions have uh, turned out, nothing good. Yeah. We'll have to wait till we uh, get there and find out. I honestly think it's going to be a mix between the cousin just being pissed off at this chess game <laughs> to nothing being there. It's one of those two options, I think. Well, the last <laughs> settlement we went to was completely empty and abandoned. We couldn't find out what was going on there. And we weren't the first ones to arrive either. If we could get the jump on uh, this kind of situation as it occurs, uh, maybe we can arrive early enough to actually get some useful information to bring back to Ren. Yeah, and maybe so, yeah. maybe uh, th they'll give them the answers they're looking for as to why uh, their station got attacked um, back when. Well, I mean, that's, that's if, uh, if our choices are range somewhere between guy got mad at losing a chess game to the colony is disappearing. You never know what we're going to find out. It could be literally anything. I guess it could Maybe be Maybe it's just too. a really sore loser. Tyne <sighs> will just sigh and just be like, I don't quite think that's it. And just walk out of the bridge. Uh, I'll follow too. It's like, who plays chess nowadays? It's such an old game. <laughs> you hear ruination, conditioning, mumble. <sighs> These losers don't even play chess. <laughs> and Asher says, hey, I play chess on occasion. At least I know what the pieces do. You get a notification on your on your terminal at your captain's chair. Um, I'll I'll uh, I'll bring it up. Uh, it is a message. It is a message from ruination conditioning. <laughs> uh, what does it say? You open it and it links you to a program that is the first move in a chess game. Aha! Um, <laughs> he'll take his move, uh, and he'll like do like the worst move you could do in chess. Like he'll move like the pawn, pawn at the very edge, like up one space. <laughs> <laughs> you send it back to Ruination Conditioning, yeah. and Ruination Conditioning just actually like sits back in his chair and slowly raises his hand up in front of his face, just like. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I never said I was good at chess. I did once play a uh, Grandmaster, uh, one of my early movies, but I didn't have time to really research the role. It was a rush job. Grandmaster who always loses. All right, so uh, Astro will just uh, remain on the bridge and uh, uh, continue um, uh, monitoring uh, their the progress uh, on their journey for now. All right. Um, so you guys are going to have uh, about a week to get to your destination, um, just based off of the timings that you were able to find between AO Station and the Lost Settlement. Um, uh, between with the various like gate openings and the fastest routes that you were able to calculate. Um, so you have some time here. You do not know what you're going to find when you get there yet. Um, but what I'm going to give you all the opportunity for is uh, on the on route there, uh, all of you are going to get a downtime action to prep for the next mission. So what do you do on the way to the missing settlement? Uh, let's start with, uh, how about, uh, Steve? 
Steve, uh, how are you doing? Steve, uh, the new guy. I would have just been sitting there in the chair, listening to their conversation, go back and forth, and idly wondering to myself, is that kid old enough to drink? <laughs> uh, he doesn't look it, Steve. Uh, so, uh, Steve, uh, you stand reasonable at about six foot, uh, shoulder length, wavy, dark hair, a little bit of white, scruffy beard, like a little bit of white coming through in your beard. Um a little bit of worn clothing. Um, and uh, interestingly, as you sit in the pilot seat, listening to all the yammering of these people happening behind you and the constant vexation of ruination conditioning over at the operator's table uh, to your right, um, you you sit there with... Uh, is, it, is your cigar lit or not right now as you sit there in the uh, pilot seat? Uh, it wasn't. Until ruination continuous uh, continuing or whatever his name is uh, said like his <laughs> second or third sentence and then it lit. <laughs> and then he lit up, started smoking. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time to get to the destination. You've punched everything in. Everything's good to go. Um, let's start with you. What would you like to do as a downtime action this coming week? Uh, to kind of prep uh, for going into this mission. Um, it is it is similar to the first mission you did, another lost colony. Um, is there anything you think that Steve would do to prep? Um, I, I'm trying to think if there's any way I could... Uh, I can't... I want to like be able to scan when we get to the colony better. I don't know if there's something I can do to my mech or something I can adjust the sensors to like prep them beforehand to like get a good sweep of like what's happening soon, like as as soon as we can to try to save time, you know? Okay. Um, trying to think of how to go about doing that, but I don't know. Maybe I can like you know substitute a, a um, system point for like a better scanner or something. I don't know. Okay, so you want something on your mech to to like help out with that. Yeah, let's do that. What Sounds what kind of tell me what benefit you're looking for from it so I can determine what you would need to do for it. Um, try, I think the main goal is to try to save time, save time. So it's a time saving yeah. thing. Um, OK, uh, so what we can do is a proactive gather information. Um, uh, I will basically say. Uh, you can roll it now, but it will resolve when you arrive. Um, it'll give you reserves for having some information that's extra about what's going on on the planet and in the vanished settlement that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Okay, sounds good. All right, so what do you want to use uh, as your uh, pilot skill for this check? Um... Read a situation. Yeah, that uh, that's perfect four. for this, actually. All right. Plus four, two. Uh, I rolled a 13. All right. On a 10 to 19, you find what you're looking <sighs> for, but choose one. You lose clear. You leave clear evidence of your rummaging or you have to dis <laughs> you have to dispatch someone or implicate someone innocent to avoid attention. So something's going to happen when you gather this information that will be a downside. Which of those is more interesting to you? Uh, let's leave in like clear signs that we're there and let's say that I have like um, sensor spike 
sticks that I'll like put in the ground around where we're going to be licking that like bounce off sensor signals further or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So that counts as a success. Uh, you can mark reserves now. Um, and then when you need that information, I can tell you what it was you discovered. Okay. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So uh, what do we see you what narratively do we see you doing on your way there to like prep these things to get ready for what um, you're doing? So I'll I'll get up from the seat, the pilot seat, and go, all right, we're on autopilot and there's nothing going there for a while. I'll I'll slowly walk past. Um, While you're walking away, Asher said, Hey Steve, I just had a good idea of the other day. Um, what do you think if we have a daily tea time here on the bridge? And Jessica can bake <laughs> cookies and bring them up here. Wouldn't that be nice? Tea? Yeah, yeah. It's like a old old British tradition. They they would have tea time, uh, and they'd have tea and biscuits after supper. Supper back then was lunch. Uh, you both here behind you. You are so lame. <laughs> hey, sure. Uh, <laughs> Torsey would have liked it, Astro says. Can I still drink coffee during it, or? Oh yeah, it, it, it's called tea, um, but you don't have to uh, drink tea. It's just like another meal time. Kind of like nods to himself, and and you can't see his eyes behind his dark glasses, uh, but it just seems to be like looking off in the distance for a second. Uh, he just hands you his lit cigar that he's taken like two puffs off of. Um, um, Astro, Astro will take it automatically and then look at it and be like, uh, "Oh, what am I supposed to do with this?" Uh, sure, sure thing, boss. Uh, tea time, right? And it pulls out another cigar as he walks out of the room. Uh, I'm going to go prep for the mission. Astro, not sure what to do with this cigar, uh, gently puts it on his armrest uh, <laughs> to deal with later. Is it still lit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll try to snuff it out uh, on the on the armrest. Leave a he doesn't have an ashtray or anything, so he, he just uses an empty coffee mug he has. <laughs> you just douse it in a slightly like wet at the bottom coffee mug, and just yeah. Yeah. you hear at the bottom of your mug. Uh, Renation Conditioning looks back at you, looks at his uh, monitor. He goes, if you need me, I'll be somewhere else. And then he takes out a, like a headset and puts it on over his ears. And you see him reach for the volume knob and then just turns it way up. <laughs> Is there some headbanging involved? Uh, no. Uh... The sounds coming out of his headphones, the stuff that like reaches past the noise canceling headphones seems discordant and random to you, Astro. <laughs> it's just a techno version of the AOL sign in. <laughs> <laughs> it just dial up modem sounds. <laughs> All right, so uh Steve, you head uh, off to, I guess, the probably the hangar bay where most of the actual equipment is stored in the in their mm -hmm. in their giant ass uh, storage bay. You've you've realized after starting to work here that um, 
they they just drive around a giant like cargo ship as their as their like mercenary vessel. Um, most of their ship is this cargo bay, and you just like look around this giant basically warehouse that you're trucking around with you at all times. Um, as you as you try to find your the supplies you're gonna need. Well, I wouldn't call it style, but it works. Uh, and then I'll start um, like scrummaging through different stuff, trying to find the, the tools that I need to make what I want. All right. Yeah, absolutely. And you do that. You're able to, uh, you know, package up some sensor modules, some spikes, some like uh, like uh, portable like energy packs and stuff like that. And you're able to like wire them together, get them wrapped up, bundle them and stuff and kind of get it packaged together as a loadout. So um, it's going to take you a little bit of time, but that's that's what you get up to uh, in your free time is is getting those pieces together. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? Who has their best next idea for their downtime action? I've got one. I mean, what? I've got one. All right, Dine. Yeah. All right. So, so last season at the end, uh, Dine had requested uh, information from Tor about that mech that self imploded and some of that technology. Yep. So, <coughs> so. In the in his free time, um, after he he received that information from Tor because uh, they, they did a pretty even information trade, Dine has been trying to translate that into into like workable what he what he can work on, mm-hmm. and he's managed to translate um, at least one system that he thinks he can work on. Um, so he wants to start like a project to kind of integrate that into his mech. Okay. And what were you thinking you wanted to get from it? So when we were uh, fighting it, Dine noticed that th- that their weapon system seemed almost uh, preternaturally accurate. So he wants to create kind of like a an accuracy system for one of his weapons that can utilize that technology. Gotcha. All right. Um, so uh, what I will say is uh, first, what what downtime action do you want to use for it? Um. This seems more like get creative because I am attempting to make something mm-hmm. or I guess tweaking something. Yes. Um, so uh, I can go ahead and let you roll on that to interpret the schematics you have. Um, and uh, what accuracy, what are you looking to increase the accuracy of? Uh, I am specifically going to uh, actually mac um it is going to be my soul pattern laser rifle okay the soul pattern all right <clears throat> okay yeah that's your plus one self heat rifle right yeah mm-hmm. gotcha okay uh all right and right now your so your your accuracy overall for most of your weapons is what plus three? Uh my oh my my um my grit is three, so yeah, that would be a plus three. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, the, so o- the only weapon that has a flat accuracy on it, like a plus one accuracy, is my solid core. Yes. Yeah, the solid core does have that nice uh nice bonus with it. 
Um, Dine received all of this information and it was overwhelming, and this is what he's been able to translate so far. All right. Uh, yeah, let's roll your get creative. What uh, pilot skill are you using? Uh, this is definitely a um, engineering weapon systems and reactors role. It definitely fits with what Dine is learning. Yeah, so, absolutely. Let's roll it up and see where it leads us. 1d20 plus 4. I, wow, I rolled a 1. I rolled a 5. Ooh, yeah, that's not the best. <laughs> uh, so, on a 9 or less, <laughs> you don't make any progress in your project. But the next time you get this result for the same project, you get to upgrade it to a 10 or 19. So if you roll horrible next time, you get to have a moderate success. Um. I'm going to attribute this to Dine still not completely understanding the schematics for this really super yes. weird weapon. Uh, that is what it is. So <clears throat> I'm going to I'm going to give you a lead on this as as kind of a consolation prize. Um, okay. You know um, that after talking uh, with Tar uh, about the information you were given, um, the people that were able to source this information for you are very secretive mm-hmm. um, and in fact are quite afraid for themselves because uh the one that you know about specifically is like an ex D person whose conscience got the better of them and fucking fled for the hills basically um okay. so what i'm gonna tell you is <clears throat> if you want to make more progress on this project you might get a bonus to it if you find and can somehow speak with uh tameos flores um, that is the contact Tor has that used to be XR&D. And these are literally his schematics that you have. Um, they seem rather alien and nonsense to you. But if you can get the person who sourced these schematics for you, I will give you a bonus to future roles on this. Can you type his name out in yeah, the chat so of I course. can add it? I will type it out and then I will say it out loud. Because I can't do two things at once, or I will misspell both. It'd be impressive if you misspelled it while you said it. <laughs> uh, his name is Timaeus Flores. It's T-I-M-E-O-S-F-L-E-O-R-U-S. All right. Uh, you know that they are hiding kind of in the outer rim so if you find a person as a go-between that can get you in contact with them um if you can open up a line of communication with this person it will really help with deciphering the schematics you're trying to use makes sense to me all right all right so yeah dine you just spend you know the week getting there like pouring over this trying to like make prototypes based off of like what you've read um Mm -hmm. and it just you're like okay well for this to work i need something that i know i just can't get a hold of so i'll need to improvise and then the improvisation doesn't work and you're like okay well i need to find a workaround and then you try some workarounds and you think maybe they might have worked or maybe there was some user error in there so you kind of have to basically scrap the project and start over sounds good all right uh it sounds like uh evelyn you had an idea for your downtime as well i too am working on a project i noticed uh so since the last mission um 
unlike um, Donnie, who has something to work with, um, Evelyn had nothing because the mech exploded. Yeah, it's um, gone. You can't, you can't do much with that. Um, so she started from scratch. Um, it is the same um, build as before, but she kind of uses this as an opportunity to op- optimize some things and build things better, especially because some systems were sort of um, kind of attached on, but now this is an opportunity to sort of like optimize some things, get some more op- um, opportunities out of the um, tech. Unfortunately, she isn't done with everything she wants to do. She's kind of been working on it on and off. And right now, the current project is to sort of improve the VMAX. Because previously, it was a um, it was basically just something that she stole from a rival mech and just kind of worked it into her um, her uh, battle axe. Now, I think she's well. I think I know. I know she she's working on basically a you know a proper VMAX. Um, like right now it does basically what it did before but she wants to make it better um, ultimately she wants to make the charges of the VMAX armor piercing and this what she's been working on for a bit and she'd like to kind of continue that work okay yeah um, so this is already a custom weapon so you're basically trying to upgrade it um, this yep. is this is going to be a get creative role I forget do you, you put a modifier on that or is it just a yes piece? you can use a pilot skill on this well, I have this thing. Um, would creative engineering apply? Uh, no, because creative engineering is more MacGyvering things. This yeah, is I like a know. very specific, like you're trying to upgrade military hardware. Uh, can can I provide some expertise as someone who has more, <clears throat> like some expertise advice as someone who has a little bit more understanding of weapon systems? Yeah, you know what? I imagine you're pretty present there, and you have been like narratively helping Evelyn with this. Uh, Evelyn, yeah. you can go ahead and take accuracy on this. Okay, because I don't think I have a modifier otherwise, so I will take that d6. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I roll that, and I get a 26. Wow, you rolled <laughs> max the for the d20 and the d6. <laughs> I so, stole your luck. Yeah, this is why you didn't make any project on your prog- on your project, uh, Dine, is because you like got really sucked into Evelyn's project. Uh, and you're you. like, I'm getting so confused by all the weird notations on this on this notes. Evelyn's project is nice and simple for you. You're like, okay, I know about lasers, I know about power outputs. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, so you kind of like dive in. <laughs> I didn't even need the accuracy. Um, <laughs> all right. So on a get creative role on a 20 plus, you finish your project before the next mission. Um, but if it's especially complex, you treat it as a 10 through 19. Um, but only choose one thing you need. Um, good luck. Uh, well, uh, good news uh, I'm not counting this as especially complex because it is something you are working on for a significant amount of time. Uh, I imagine you've been able to do a lot of the prep work as part of your, you know, like upgrade to the next license level and and your time on AO station. Um, so how many charges for your BMAX do you get? Three. Three. Um, and that's always three charges per mission or per repair. It's per it's per long repair though, right? You get all your charges yeah. back on a on a full repair. Okay. And uh how much damage add-on does the beam weapon give you at activating the beam version? Uh 2d6 plus 2. 
it adds a 2d6 plus 2, or it is total 2d6 plus oh, 2. Oh, it is total. So the uh, regular roll is a 1d6 plus 2. It adds an extra d6. It adds a d6. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. Um, from now on, um, you can upgrade the axe. Here's the bargain, though. In order to equip the armor-piercing laser onto the axe will cost you a system point. Ah. So you finished it. It is a piece of equipment you have, but it is going to cost you a system point to equip onto the mech. Frick. Um. Yeah. Um. Begrudgingly fine. I'll, 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 um, I'll get rid of my custom paint job for it. All right. Uh, we'll remove your custom paint job and you will use that extra system point to uh, basically it's like the power system that you need to install into your mech to support the amount of power output the laser axe needs um, because the laser axe isn't self-sustaining. You need like an actual extra boost of energy. That is what that system point basically represents. Um, but uh you now have uh, three charges per long repair of additional 1d6 damage plus armor piercing on your axe. Sweet. So still do, it's still 2d6 plus 2? Yeah, it, the total damage is still 2d6 plus 2, but now add armor piercing whenever that's active. Nice. This is fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. You. You. Thank you. You did the project correctly. Uh. All right. Thank you for giving me your luck. Thank you. I'm still <laughs> no. a little bit salty about those rolls. <laughs> Use the thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. All right. Uh. Astro, how about you? What have you been doing? Um. So uh, I think just w preparing for the mission at hand. I'm going to uh, do a power at a cost um, downtime action. Uh, I, what I would like is to um, get a tactical reserve of plus one accuracy for my marker light. So um, I, the way I'm imagining is Astro's just upgrading the software uh, package that the marker light uh, runs when he... Uh, when he uses uh, the marker light action, which, by the way, is a full tech attack that um, causes the target to take two heat lock on uh, and they can't uh, benefit from soft cover. It also allows um, uh, other players to uh, attack a weak spot. Um, so basically, I just want to power the cost, see if I can uh, get uh, accuracy for activating my marker light on this mission uh so uh when you seek power at a cost you get your hands on something name what you want which you did and you definitely get it um but depending on how hard it is to get i get to choose things mm. um so uh yes, okay let's see how did you do this so someone off no you already pissed off everyone you can um <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay. Okay. So chooses one or two. I will only choose one 
because it doesn't seem that outlandish to me um, for you to have this. Yep. Okay. Uh, you're able to do this, but um, the upgrades you've done uh, are kind of adaptive and slapshod. It's going to fall apart damn soon um, is the okay. option I'm choosing. So you get this. You have plus accuracy to your marker light for the duration of the mission asterisk. Okay, until until uh, uh, it breaks. Until something happens, <laughs> and then I tell you, hey, remember that accuracy you have on your yeah. marker light? You don't have it anymore. Um, <laughs> so yes, that is what you have. Uh, what you know is that it is it is a tentative upgrade, but um, it is one of those things that hasn't been field tested. So this is the narrative conceit for it, is that you don't know if it's going to start causing other problems. And if it start causes it's if it, if the upgrade you did starts causing other problems in your system, your system will flush the upgrade to protect itself. That makes sense. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a, a protective thing. It's like you've installed unstable software and it's like we will revert back to the previous version if like this starts to cause crashes, basically. All right. Please Sounds wait while we reboot and update the Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do not unplug the power during this time. <laughs> Damn it. There's no snooze button. I just have to restart. Uh, but yes, uh, so what does that look like? What are you doing during this upgrade? Also, yeah. since since so, we're here, you're doing an upgrade in your Mac. Your Mac has changed since last absolutely. we've seen it. Absolutely. It's a different frame uh, Asher is using this time. So um, he's no longer... Uh, well, if you recall, in the last session, um, the final cut was completely destroyed. Um, so he... His um, mech was uh, blew up uh, in a fiery explosion, um, taking also his uh, NHP uh, Hitchcock with it, sadly. Um, so he uh, is experimenting with a new frame, and he's using the Goblin frame. Uh, so the Goblin frame is a... Uh, like kind of a hacker platform. So it's like has very good systems uh, and tech attack and, and e-defense. Um, so it's a small mech, um, very small. The way I kind of described it looking, and I didn't realize it, this at the time, but it looks a lot like Eggman's mech from Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, it's kind of like a, a pod uh, that he gets into. It has a seat uh, and... Um, the upper part of it is a small tinted glass bubble, which his head can, uh, he can see through. Um, and he puts his arms through, uh, some joints and, uh, into these articulated mech arms. Um, uh, but the, uh, the, the legs operate on their own power. Um, it's very small. It's like, oh, oh it's, it's like kind of like the size of like a, uh, worker mech that you would see like, like a, a power almost motor. a person yeah. yeah exactly kind of like the uh, the size of uh um ripley's, ripley's power suit from, yeah yeah exactly um <laughs> so he's he's so while he's uh setting up this marker light um uh upgrade he, he's basically going to be tinkering tinkering around with the software uh systems of his new Mac. So he'll get inside, he'll turn things on, um, 
and he'll turn on, uh, when he turns on his mech, his new AI will come up. Um, his new AI is named Lynch. Um, so named after another old um, film director. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, uh, so do you want to like play this out, Bob? Yeah. So what happens is when you get to your mech, uh, you kind of boot everything up. You have loaded everything in. You've been through a few missions and um, the kind of like uh, advanced firm you've been working with to like test their gear. You kind of report back that all parts were lost in the field and they sent you some very frustrated emails um, yeah. all of which he responded to. And basically they're like, look, it couldn't be helped. I have no data to send back to you. It like, it all got lost. It all went down with the ship. Basically. This is my, my sponsored firm, by the yeah, way, that this, provides me with all this new tech. Yeah. So they were able to get you new stuff. And, uh, I imagine a lot of these changes were on purpose, right? Like you wanted a new mech that was kind of like this. Um, yes. but some of the changes were dictated by, well, we don't have all of the stuff we used to give you because um, that was like our old iteration of the technology. And this is the stuff we're testing now. So we're going to send that to you. Um, uh, but they still have uh, a new NHP for you. It works very similarly to your old NHP, but they 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 couched it in some cautionary wording. Um, that they were experimenting with slightly loosening the NHP shackles to see whether or not they could trigger um, what they termed uh, loose conscious thoughts to increase <laughs> the um, the creativeness of the NHPs. Yeah, um, they're trying to they're trying to work on uh, allowing them to be a little bit more creative in the field. Um, so, yeah, they've sent you Lynch. Um, as you turn on your mech, uh, you see uh, kind of loading up on one of the screens um, just a an image of a uh, anthropomorphic like rabbit. It is the body of a person in a very business like suit with a black tie and a buttoned up suit. But the head is very obviously a rabbit with two ears pointed straight up in the air. Um, somehow the rabbit looks serious. I, I don't know why, but the rab the way the the eyes are shaped and its brow is shaped, it almost looks like it's furrowing its brow a little bit. But that's the that's the image that comes up on one of your screens, uh, and it just observes you for a little while. It doesn't talk right away. Um, as you start tinkering around with the systems a little bit, uh, it it you notice it's starting to monitor the upgrades you're making, and you just hear it say, "Huh, that's interesting." Uh. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to upgrade the software package that the marker light uses. I think it could help me uh, in this next mission. What do you think? Mm. Keep your eye on the donut, not the hole. Uh, right, got it. Got it. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take that under advisement. I think you almost got it there. <laughs> um... Say, Lynch, actually, you, you'd probably uh, be receptive to this idea. I think that we should have tea time on the bridge. What do you think? Mm. What about coffee? Coffee? Uh, you, you know what? Um, Steve asked about that, too. Um, I suppose we can uh, have both coffee and tea. Bad coffee's better than no coffee. 
yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess that's that's true. Um, but you know, I, I prefer a damn fine cup of coffee myself. Damn fine. <laughs> um, and I'll continue. Uh, I'll, I'll continue fiddling around uh, and running diagnostics with Lynch, um, and getting that system upgrade installed for the marker light. Uh, you, you, you wait for a little bit and it, Lynch doesn't like interject much, but like you can tell that you sometimes will do something that you're like, ah, oh, I could have done that better. And then over your shoulder, you will also hear like echoing your internal monologue. You could have done that better. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And so so Astro, since he, he started working with this new NHP, uh, it, uh, you know, Lynch will sometimes say some kind of kind of uh, um, stuff that makes him a little uneasy. Like what what's really going, you know, uh, on in that brain, in that AI brain of his. Um, <laughs> so so it's kind of like he's always a little bit on edge with with the new NHP. Um it's much much less predictable than Hitchcock was. Let, let's just um, say that there is there is a point where you asked it about something that happened on one of your previous missions, and what it actually said to you was, "I like to remember things in my own way, how I remembered them, not how they happened." <laughs> Would you believe it? <laughs> he also likes to tell me. Um, when it's Friday, he's very, very he's into all, that. He gives you weather updates, even when you don't ask for them. And he's always reminding you when it's Friday. Yeah. Um, um, all right, cool. So we made all our David Lynch references here. Um, listen, I so, have I have a notepad full of them. I, I didn't even get through like a fourth of the ones I yeah. have written up here. So I, I, got uh, a, I got a couple more. I'm saving for later. Yeah. Too bad Cody's not in this campaign. He also. But then that's all the whole episode would be. <laughs> I know that's the problem. We just start start talking about Twin Peaks for the next hour. Um. All right. So yeah, you're able to get in there uh, and install your software updates uh, with <laughs> your attentive eye of Lynch monitoring what's going on there. Um. How how his environment is changing. Yeah, and I'm still not sure who David Lynch is, so all of these references, I've just been sitting here nodding and going, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to the be fair, they're about as weirdly esoteric as Hitchcock yeah. was, so, you know, Astro just has weird NHPs. That's what he goes for. Yeah. Meanwhile, Artemis wants to set the world on fire. But that's an understandable <laughs> sentiment. It's very relatable to audiences. Uh, I mean, lately, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, you're able to finish your upgrade. Uh, and then, yeah, you guys uh, are on route to your destination. Um, on your way there, um, it is a pretty steady trip um there's not really too much stopping you uh from finding your way um but uh astro uh as you are on route to your destination on board uh the cockpit uh one day you will get a message from an unknown source okay uh is there any way to screen where it's from before i like open it yeah yeah you can run diagnostics on it yeah 
Oh, I'll get a ruination conditioning in on that too. Just, just so we're like, you know, have a good working relationship. I know things are a little rough to start out with, so you know, I'm trying to get him involved. Okay. Uh, so, uh, ruination conditioning. Do you do you work on it together, or do you pass it to ruination conditioning to do a pass on I'll, it? I'll pass it on him. I'll say, hey, can you trace back where this message is coming from? I just received this. Uh, he'll take it from you. Uh, he, he'll, he'll take the message. Uh, he'll load it onto his thing. Like, okay, boss. Sure. Uh, let's see what, what scam mail they're trying to send you now. I hope you're not trying to upgrade your phone plan again. Um, <laughs> oh no, it's another extended warranty on the DBC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's trying like the last one. He, he's like, is this another one of those things where it's asking you if you still own the, the, uh, the hot rod ship that you used to own before the DBC because <laughs> yeah. it has important information about your, uh, <laughs> about your, uh, the thing, the words you said, I can't remember extended, the words. I, the, 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 the warranty. Extended yeah. warranty, yeah. <laughs> Important information about the warranty of a vehicle you no longer own. No. Um, <laughs> Some things never change. Yeah, uh, yeah. he takes he takes it and he does a once-over on it. Um, so he's an NPC. So he'll, he'll look at it and he'll go, ah. He looks back at you and he, like, slowly, like, does the thing where he like tips his head down and looks over the bridge of his sunglasses at you. And he's like, it's your secret admirer again. Oh God, I should have figured. All right. Um, uh, I'll, I'll open it back up at my station and, and see what it says. And stop sending me these. He'll throw it back over to your station. (laughs) Um, All right, let's see what uh, Astro, as you get it, uh, you will notice, by the way, that ruination conditioning uh, is secretly doing something at his station after he sends you the info back over. Um, That's interesting. Uh, Could I do. um, Do I have the equivalent of an insight check? Uh, My skill triggers. Stay cool. do you have like something about seeing what's going on in a situation? No, you have none of those things. Yeah, uh, so it would, ju- it would just be a straight pilot check to determine. All right, I'll I'll, I'll just do a pilot check. Um, it, I don't know if this this increases the difficulty, but I'm trying to be subtle about it. So I'm opening up the message while kind of watching out of the corner of the, my eye. At the the failure condition. condition is no, it won't increase the difficulty, but the failure condition is he notices that you're spying on him yeah like i'm totally not being subtle okay 17 17 um so you notice that um he is trying to like block his screen from you by like holding his shoulder up kind of a little bit to like get in the way um he got stung by one of the uh like defenses on the thing um and he is trying to hide from you that he got suckered by one of the one of the one of the protections on the email he was trying to decode okay okay. he's trying to save face because the (laughs) the message like fucked with his computer and uh flipped his screen upside down and he's like trying (laughs) to get it fixed (laughs) <laughs> i like that it's screen i used to do that with people at work like if they left their station you just press windows and 
down and it flips your screen. The, down. the secret yeah. tech for that is to take a screenshot of their screen first and make <laughs> their correct side up screen their their yeah. background before you <laughs> flip it that way it looks like it's still the correct way up but the mouse goes backwards and they don't know why <laughs> oh man that's that's truly devious all right well let's see what uh melissa buzz has to say uh yeah uh you open it up and um it is You've gotten a few of these uh, over the past three months, Astro, Um, and it is a request from Buzz uh, to kind of fill them in on how your investigations for Ren are going. Um, They are also looking into things that she's not willing to tell you about, um, but as a condition of the deal you made with her, she wants uh, whatever information you find as well. Yeah. At the moment, uh, Astro actually doesn't mind sending her the information they've gathered because it's honestly not that much mm-hmm. lately. Um, so, so he 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 kind of has this idea in place that he might kind of filter out some, or or like kind of uh, um, uh, what's the word like um, withhold withhold some information, yeah, in, in the future. Um, but he doesn't see any reason to take that risk now since, the, you know, it's just like we don't have a lot to show at the moment. So, you know, business like just uh, he'll he'll send over, um, you know, what what intel that we've gathered so far. And um, uh, do you also send the settlement that you're going to over? Like, do oh, you do you, good, do you update her question. on where you're going? Yeah, because that that actually is a little more um, that could be something a little more tricky. Um, could I can I send like the system it's in, but not, um, uh, you know, honestly, she would just figure it out anyway. Um, yeah, I suppose I'll, I'll send the settlement. Um, uh, Asher is not even sure if this is going to be another dead end or not. Okay, um, so uh, for your own edification, uh, you're going to the Mento system um, and the Hylar settlement. Okay. Uh, Mento system. Do we have Diet Coke to go with the Mento system? <laughs> I, knew, I knew as soon as I wrote down the system name, someone was going to make that joke. I, I, I almost just called it the Mento system because I was like, I'm not going to avoid it. So um, just embrace it. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, Mentos is no longer a active corporation. The people who make Mentos are gone. Um, it is now a product owned by, uh, Coke. Uh, no, it's the, the people that Astro used to work for. Um, Oh Oh, yeah. And I actually don't remember. Gosh, darn it. Why, why is this come out of my head? It's, uh, it's, Uh, it's, it's even worse. Space Disney. Yeah. Spidney? Spidney? I can't even say it. Uh oh, I, I have it right in my journal. It's um It's not in my contact. Uh, yeah, Terratella. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Terratella. Um they uh have uh, a bunch of the what they call old earth's very marketable uh like um products. No, it's it well, they are products, but what what's the what's Brands. the uh, what's the word for like 
just a dumb, weird distraction. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, diversion. Yeah, uh, it's like old, old earth diversions, right? Is like one yeah. of their one of their whole divisions of their business, right? It's yeah. like they do archaeology <laughs> on old earth culture just to like bring things back that were successful back then and market them to the current like reviving old brands exactly right yeah they basically are like hey we found this old recipe for how to make these mints but they like (laughs) explode if you dump them into soda it's like we'll make that part of the marketing and it's become a whole new thing Um, oh god so So, so they probably they probably own the 11 herbs and spices now oh yes they do (laughs) um yes um, but yeah, uh, it explains why Astro makes as many old references to things that don't exist nowadays as he does. Uh, it's because they exist nowadays, revived in a weird zombie version of themselves. That's um, a very handy way to write me out of this hole. <laughs> <laughs> this hole that you've dug yourself into? Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, that was uh, a message that you received relatively early on on the trip. Um, and uh, you get back uh, a message a little bit later as you're kind of approaching the system you're headed towards. Um, you're not used to her following up on like the information you sent her. Um, mm-hmm. But this time she comes back with something for you and she says, huh. Uh, this is just an email, so it's like not like you're talking to her. It says, huh. Yeah. We have information about groups operating in that area. Um, If you can bring me some information uh, about the free space pack, I'll add it as some credit to our arrangement. Uh, Would she say the free space pack? Yes. Meaning that's that, that those that's, are the groups. That's that the organization that's all... operating in that area. You okay. you all would know from your time working kind of with the underground groups. That's like a loose association of space pirates, basically. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm sure, we'll just uh, make a mental note of that for now. All right. Um, So as you get closer, uh, you'll be arriving at this point, maybe in like a day or so. What do you all do as you're approaching your destination? Um, uh, After Astro uh, finishes um, his his like does his like real work and uh, finishes his upgrade, he's mostly going to be you know, on the bridge during like the so-called business hours of the flight. Um, and, uh, but you know, just, just, just waiting. He, he has pulled up a little, uh, chess challenge tutorial. Uh, he's trying to improve his game after, uh, Renation conditioning killed him last time. He's like, I'll show him. Um, so he's just kind of being idle on the bridge for now. Uh, until something happens astro every once in a while while you're trying to learn how to play chess um you you think you're playing like a learning chess program like you're like okay this is supposed to like teach me and have like progressive levels of difficulty and stuff but every once in a while you open it and it's like deleted the last two like good moves that you've done and taken you back to when you were in a worse position huh uh what, what do i think that means now it's up to astro to decide what astro thinks 
So it's like undoing the moves. Yeah, it's like made. it's like you made a couple of moves and took a piece and you're like, ah, oh, OK, finally, I made some progress. And like you save it and close okay. out because you have some business to take care of. When you open it back up, you're like two moves in the past. And if you try okay. to replicate those moves over again, it doesn't play out the same way this time. OK, <laughs> Astro has his suspicions. Um, he. Steals a dirty uh, glance at ruination conditioning. Uh, <laughs> All he knows it could be something completely different, but he's he's thinking that he um, RC is messing with his console when he's not there. Um, as you guys are uh, prepped in the cockpit, who all is there? Is uh, Steve Starling up here too? Uh, if we're getting close to approaching, I assume I would be. Yeah, yeah, you're like you're like a jump away. Like you all are getting prepared to do the jump into system. Kind of like this is the first you'll get kind of like initial readings on what's there and whatnot. OK, yeah, then I'll be there. OK, um, urination conditioning is there, obviously. Um, he has kind of like readied all the things he normally needs to do, but he is not paying very close attention. Uh, in fact, he is kind of like lazed back in his chair. Uh, he has like the back like laid down a little bit and he's kicked his feet up on the console, um, which is something that Torsay did sometimes, too. But for some reason, it seems more uh, aggressive <laughs> when <laughs> when RC does it because he actually like puts his big dirty boots like on the keyboard and stuff like when he's like putting his feet up and when you tell him like why are you doing this like what it's locked don't worry about it it's it's no big deal um (laughs) he just does not does not respect the things in your ship as much astro um but yeah as you guys are kind of like prepping um eventually uh someone else does enter uh the cockpit uh is uh jessica starling um jessica is uh diminutive in size about 410 um she has long black hair uh seems to be of asian descent um comes in with like a big platter um that she has uh prepared um with a bunch of steaming mugs on it uh and in the center she has like uh three plates with like sandwiches on it and she just comes in and she says uh hi i i think we're getting real close i think you all need your energy so i think i thought i'd bring up some food ah yes wonderful thank you jessica I do have some notes about you putting tea time on the request for food all the time. It's not always tea time, Astro. <laughs> if you just call every meal tea time, then uh, just a suggestion. And then she hands you your tea and uh, sandwich on a platter. It makes me feel so sophisticated. Okay. Uh, Kestrel, Kestrel gets up and walks over to her to get his. Uh-huh. Um, and then just kind of like pecks her on the cheek and goes, oh, thank God. Oh, don't worry. I put your favorites on there. Mm. The kid talked three times this time. Mm. She like rolls her mm. eyes. <laughs> uh, As if that was some revelation. And he's like, he, he wants to be rewarded for like having to deal with it. And yeah. then he goes and sits back down. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why she rolls her eyes. She's... She, in your parlance, she's kind of calling you a big baby. Um, 
but uh, ruination conditioning like kicks his feet off the table and like jumps up when he sees the sandwiches is like, oh, yeah, thank God sandwiches. And he just like grabs the sandwich and coffee off of there and sits down and like turns away and just starts eating. And she just Dude. like shakes her head. <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that would have taken like the Doritos on the side and just starts shoving them in the sandwich. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, of course he does. He's the only person who had like an extra thing on the side um, that was like on the platter he got. And he just takes it. He doesn't say anything to Jessica. He just grabs it off the platter and when, turns when away. When he does that, uh, Astro will just say very pointedly, thank you, Jessica. Oh, you're welcome, Astro uh glad to help um she like looks over ruination conditioning shoulder at the screen and like raises an eyebrow but then like shakes her head and just walks away (laughs) uh yeah so jessica has joined as your quartermaster and notably for your crew a famous cook from ao station um according to at least steve um uh she came uh on the crew also as as part of uh the the new hires um she has done quite well in alleviating some of the quartermaster duties that uh dine was constantly preoccupying himself with uh and has uh taken control of your kitchen and pantry on the ship dine feels relieved having another another one of his constant duties at least uh, taken over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you only need to be the doctor, not the doctor and the quartermaster and uh, the person who writes up like all your needs and doing all the ordering and stuff. So, uh, yeah, um, Dine, you're you're doing maybe only two to three jobs instead of five jobs now. Now you can say things like I'm a doctor, not an engineer. <laughs> I was literally typing that out. I was gonna say, I'm, but I'm, but I'm becoming a doctor of engineering. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you arrive uh, at the gate that will take you to the Mento system. Um, uh, you engage. Uh, you enter through the gate, and as you warp to the destination, um, the first thing you notice uh, as you arrive uh, in the system um, is that you are detecting a active signal coming from the Hyler settlement. Um, active signal. What kind of signal is it? Um, it is like. Various communication signals. Um, the last settlement you arrived at uh, was essentially a ghost town, right? Like everything yeah. was turned off, everything was packed away, and like it was, and what wasn't packed away and taken was like salvaged and taken. Uh, so it seems like some vultures maybe got there before you all and kind of maybe trampled over all the clues you were hoping to find. You are detecting that there are active, like, <laughs> signals bouncing around down at the Hylar settlement right now. Um, it's a few planets into the system, so you will have to go down well to get there. It'll still take a few hours, but the first thing you know is if those are active, Hylar must be occupied right now, which yeah, doesn't match which doesn't match the info you got from Ren. Um, okay, uh RC, can you can you monitor these communication channels? Yeah, yeah. What are they talking about? Uh, well, um, a bunch of arguments. Uh, it sounds like 
Yeah, I already uh, decoded them. You can call me a master hacker later. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I will. Uh, uh, set, set, send them my way to my station. Let me let me read what they're saying. All right. All right, boss man. Uh, he sends you over a few of the messages. Um, the first one, uh, it, has, it has no sent by or received by. It is just like data. Um, you imagine like the sending and receiving information is like on their local systems or something. Um, but the the contents uh, you're able to read perfectly fine um, and, and hint at it a little bit. Uh, the first one you get basically says... Listen here, you raccoon skull. I staked this claim three weeks ago. You can't just show up here and decide to start taking stuff. If you do this again, I will shoot you. Um, the second message that you're able to decipher um, is uh, just a silhouette of a white rabbit on a black flag. Um, and underneath it says, we're coming for you. Um and these are messages being sent back and forth down on that planet. Uh, what was that pirate faction called again? Which one? Or, that, uh, or the one that uh, Melissa referred to. Um, oh, the Free Space Pact is a loose association of pirate groups. It is like okay. a, it's like a single. Um, so I've explained them before uh, to you all back when you were deciding like who you wanted to work for on um on that one downtime you do have a contact that you know that's part of that uh group the the free space pact kind of is an umbrella group that's more of a um we'll fight people outside our group before we fight people inside our group kind of thing like if two pirate ships both show up at a hit at the same time they would fight the third party before fighting amongst themselves right like yeah. they might argue over who gets the loot afterwards, but they, they it's it's like a honor among thieves kind of thing that they have going on. Yeah. Um, uh, All right. But they're they're in competition with other groups in the sector, right? Like the affiliation is a direct competitor of theirs and stuff. They're more like directly like will attack space convoys and take their shit they're especially hostile against corporations but that doesn't mean that they're on any anti-corporation group side either like it's just like they thumb their nose at authority but also they'll make a buck off of anyone they can um, and every pirate group has its own ethics as well. So sp you might know specific crews that operate differently than each other. Uh, I'll say uh, it sounds like uh, we might have some various factions, maybe from the Free Space Pack, maybe from other parties, uh, arguing about how to divvy up uh, claims here. Um, uh Anyone have any suggestions? I was going to hail them, but now I, I don't I don't think I want people to notice us quite yet. <clears throat> Who else is on the bridge uh, right now? Uh, right way? now you have uh, Steve and ruination conditioning. Oh, OK. So <laughs> I'll just say, uh, um, as, as Steve, RC, do you, do you recognize this emblem? And I'll just uh, uh, point out the the rabbit on the flag. Um 
uh, emblem. Uh, RC will look at it and he'll just be like, yeah, I think that's the White Rabbits, boss. And they are? I don't know, some knifey people, I guess. I don't know. I don't keep track of all of them. Is he basically mainly on the fact there's a white rabbit on the flag? <laughs> He's just making shit up. He's like, oh yeah, those are the white rabbits. <laughs> um, Do we even care if they take claim? I mean, we just want information. We don't want anything on the planet. Yeah, uh, that's true. I just, uh, I, but I don't want to get in the middle of whatever is going on down there. Um, uh, let's see if we can, uh, uh, like, touch down, and maybe we can, um, uh, we can ask around um, in the settlement. We could just mess with them, piss them off, see what happens. Says Ruination Conditioning. Uh, let's, that's a solid plan C for now. Uh, let's just, let's just put a pin in that. I don't know. I think making them look stupid would do wonders. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, it's, it's an option, but I don't know if it's the most productive option at this stage. We may just piss them off and now they're all going to attack us. I don't see what the problem with that is. Uh, well, I can name a few issues, but uh, you know, uh, we can we can uh, quibble over details later. Um, uh, Steve, is there any place you can take us into land on this on the planet? Uh, sure. Uh, you want me to just pass by them? Um, the, all these communications, these are happening on the surface. Is that right? Yeah, they're they're like signals being sent back and forth from one place on the surface to another place on the surface. Uh, there's, there's no ships nearby or anything? Uh, that's what I was just about to get to. Yeah. There are ships in orbit of the planet as well. They are not the ones okay. sending the communications, though. Okay, that, that is the assumption I made. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I, so yeah, then I stand um, by what I said. <laughs> you, mean to just, you mean to just go buy them? Or <laughs> like, um, let, let's, let's approach them and, and uh, hail them. Um, I would say, uh, so, yeah, the White Rabbit, uh, Astro, uh, oh, it would be you, Astro. Astro, you're the only person I can think of who would know the White Rabbit flag, um, because you're the person who had the contact in the Free Space Pact, um, oh, yeah, I was just gonna ask who is my contact. Uh, uh, their na- uh, her name is Hale Oberruder. Um, she, as far as your, she ran her own crew, and the reason you guys got along so well, um, is uh, during that year where you guys were basically just smugglers working for everyone, um, kind of got to know a bunch of people, um. Hale is the kind of person who wanted to ascend through the ranks by doing ridiculous shit and like basically gaining recognition that way. Right. Like the kind of person who would throw themselves into like incredibly disadvantageous circumstances and then like trying to get themselves back out of it to like prove that she could do it. Um, Yeah. 
the free space pact kind of uh your the amount of weight you can throw around in the free space pact has a little bit to do with your prestige right like your assumed prestige amongst the crews so people who can tell the best story about how badass they are have more weight than other people um and uh she struck you as very action hero-y um yeah uh combined with the fact that her personal ethos was kind of like uh we'll stick it to corpse but like we don't want to we don't want to you know we don't want to punch down we only want to punch up at people doing better than us right um you know that uh, she used to run an independent crew, but you've heard rumors that she's joined up with the White Rabbits, uh, which is a larger group uh, of space pirates that encompasses multiple crews. So after looking at the flag for a little bit, you're like, oh, yeah, I think I think Hale's like old crew joined the White Rabbits. Um, but the White Rabbit is a much larger, larger group. There's maybe like 20 different crews that all work for the White Rabbit. Okay. Um, so, so Astro, uh, he's like, Oh wait, I do know this flag. Um, and he'll say, um, actually blade that Steve, uh, let's, let's hold back uh, for just a little bit. I have a contact, um, that may know what's going on here. Uh, and I think any information we can gather about this situation happening, uh, it would be good to, uh, gather that before we start, sticking our noses in if astro is looking at kestrel you'll see him nod but he doesn't say anything okay good enough um so so i'll i'll what's the name of this settlement one more time bob uh the name of the settlement is hylar h-i-l-a-r got it so I'll send a message to uh, just like a general sort of like email or whatever um to um Hale and I'll say um hi Hale it's it's Astro uh, do you know what this do you know about the situation going on in Hylar right now uh let me know we're in the area let me know if you're in comms range I'd like to I'd like to chat okay and uh how long are you willing to wait because you know that sending a message, depending on how far away that person are, if they're not in the system, it could take like a day or more for that message to get back to you. If, if theoretically, if they're in the midst of all this, could they get this message much quicker. pretty much instantly? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So let's let's wait like a few hours okay. or so. If you wait a few hours, then that's mostly what I wanted to know. After an hour, you get a reply, um, and the reply is. Um, I'm there right now. Sure, we can chat. What's this about? Um, so is if she's here, can we can we open like more of a real time comms uh communication or is that still like too far away? You can. Um so yeah, let, I'll send her like a request for uh, a phone call. Okay. Give her a ring. Okay. Um uh it takes you a little bit. Uh, eventually 
the other line picks up and it's like a vid call. It comes up on your screen uh, and Hale is there. Um, they are um, very fit. They have like uh, a bulletproof vest on over like kind of like a military jacket. Um, their hair is like shaved in the side and short and like gelled back. Um, and they have like various tattoos on their neck that go down below their neckline on their shirt. Um, okay. And uh, the thing you notice immediately uh, when you turn on the call is they don't look happy. <laughs> like okay. this is a person that you're used to being jovial when they're joking and drinking with you. Gotcha. And Hale is uh, they, them. Uh, she, she, them. So she uses okay. they, them or she, her. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll say, uh, Hale, thanks for taking my call. What do you want? Uh, wow. No, no small talk, huh? Aren't you happy to see me? I would have been happy to see you if you didn't cost me the job of a lifetime. And now, Todd, uh, I'm going to activate um, a uh, thing that happened last season. Um, oh God. Oh, that's right. Uh, you took, bad. <laughs> you took, uh, the, um, uh, <laughs> you took the get a damn drink action, I did. uh, and lost a friend or connection. Uh, <laughs> now thinking about it, you're like, oh, right. When I was out that one time, I was hanging out with Hale and I got really drunk and I don't remember seeing her afterwards. Um, now, as she says this, your memories are coming clearer and you're like, oh, shit, she was negotiating with some guys at a bar and I like drunkenly staggered over to them and spilled their drinks on them and they stormed out angrily. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, Asher is realizing this like in real time. Yeah, she can um, see the literal realization coming on your face as she's talking to you. Um, and he'll I just do say, a noisy turn in my chair, like 180 to look around at Astro after she says that to see what he's doing. <laughs> Astro <laughs> just, no, says, just a moment of silence as that happens. <laughs> Astro just says, oh, shit, that was you, wasn't it? Oh, you were that drunk. Well, you know, if it's any um, if it's <laughs> if it helps at all, uh, I clearly was you know out of my mind um i would never act that way professionally if i had nailed that job i wouldn't have had to sell off to the white rabbit you know okay well how about this um we are on a contract right now um trying to figure out what's going on in the settlement um you can help us maybe i can uh maybe i can share some of the profits with you oh sure you ruined my job but won't help with yours i know i know it's not fair but you know i'll try to put in a good word for you with other operators i'll, I'll make this up to you i promise all right i'm gonna need you to make a pilot check and this yes, will be with I'm gonna, difficulty i'm gonna i'm gonna lay on the charm um so difficulty you say yep not a problem. Not a problem. Oh. See what I say? That's a Holy 20. Crap. <laughs> a difficulty, not a problem. <laughs> so you rolled an 18 minus 2 plus 4. Um, so um, she like... So you 
he puts on his his most winningness smile it's his movie star smile you um, you see them just like reach up with their fingers and do that thing where they like hold their brow a little bit and and she just looks at you and goes if you didn't sometimes seem like a puppy who didn't know any better people would hate you more Fairly accurate, actually. Trust me, I, I hit, know. I, I hit the de- like the thing in front of me, just like softly. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine, Astro, but my cut better be good. It will be. All um, right. Listen, here's what I know so far. There was like a gold rush kind of thing going on over my head, so I didn't hear too much about it. But all of a sudden. All the groups have found out at once a whole settlement just poof, gone. The security, the people, just nothing but salvage everywhere. It's perfect. And you know what? My bosses, they couldn't believe it. They were like, oh, my goodness, we can just salvage everything. We can tear the pipes right out of the wall. We can just take the core right out of the power plant. No one's going to care. So that's what we're here doing. Are any of these groups at all curious what happened to this settlement? Or are they just completely, you know, uh, blinded by all the loot they're getting? She, you, you see her turn in her chair and look out a window behind her and say, Yeah, that big crane doesn't look like it cares. Uh, she turns and looks again and is like, Yeah, I think that's the third building we've demoed in the last day. Someone has to know something. Look, if you're looking to find out what happened here, I'm going to tell you probably no one around here cares. So you better get your foot on the pedal if you want to find anything before it is loaded onto a cargo ship and sold to the highest bidder. All right. Well, if we touch down on the planet, is anyone going to object to that? Yeah, probably. You don't have any ties, but I'll tell you what. If I'm getting a cut on this... I'll make it part of my job. I'll just tell my bosses I got something going on the side and you can land in our territory. No one will mess with you. Oh, hell, you are a lifesaver. I really, really owe you extra for this one. Oh, um, you're not going to like this, though. Smacks on planet. Smacks on. What does that mean to me? Uh, Astro, you would know that a while ago, um, your group uh ran a mission against smack pirates uh you were escorting a terratella um cargo ship to its destination and were attacked by smack pirates and you obliterated them um ever ever since then smack is one of the pirate groups that has been your largest detractor is this mission zero that was mission zero yes uh they are (laughs) the pirate group that has the raccoon skull and crossbones as their flag Um, okay, uh, Astro just lets out a big exhale. He says, oh, that's that's going to complicate things for sure. It's a bit of a territory war down here. Everyone's jumping each other's claims. There's been a few skirmishes on the borders. Um, we're here, Smack's here, and I think uh, Kingfisher and uh, Bet Noir are all on planet. I assume... Uh, I assume 
all of you were at the last settlement too. And I'll say the name of the settlement we went on our uh, previous off-screen mission. She raises an eyebrow and she says, Ooh. I haven't heard of that before. When was this? Um, and I'll say, uh, I'll, I'll tell her what system it was in. Uh, and I'll say, we went there. Um, same, same thing. Settlement uh, just up and disappeared. Uh, when we arrived, no one was there, but it looked like the vultures had been there already. Are you calling me a vulture? No, no, not you. You, you, your group. That's nah, okay. We're rabbits. vultures. Um, listen, <laughs> uh, no, we weren't there. Um, but I have a, a good buddy in the pufferfish, and um, she was telling me that about like two months ago, she she got this big score, almost no work involved, and uh, I think she was out that way, but she didn't say where. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, could you uh, put me in contact with that person? I guess so. Uh, I'm going to have to ask her permission first. So I'll, you know what? I'll reach out to her. And if she's interested in talking to you, I'll let you know. Uh, that's couldn't ask for anything more. Thank you. Yeah. You're already asking for a lot, but money, money smooths the gears. So (laughs) money heals all wounds, right? That's right. Money or dramatic displays of skill. And I know you don't have a lot of that. So she winks at you and smiles. <laughs> hey, you just haven't seen me in action. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll let my friends know you're coming so they don't shoot you out of the sky. Much appreciated. All right. Anything else to say to her before she terminates the connection? That's it. Right. Once, once it closes the connection, Asher just kind of says to himself, I'm probably going to give most of my my cut to her. Ruination uh, uh, like shakes his head and goes, I'm telling you, you could just send them viruses or like mock them and they'll get angry and they're dumb. And I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. Ignoring him my turn. Go. That's not exactly a plan, is it? <laughs> That's the Ruination um, playbook of like, friends. <laughs> It's a ruination conditioning guarantee. <laughs> he, always, he always operates on plan C. Plan RC. Ignoring him, I, I look over and go, uh, you're a little bit more infamous than I thought, eh, boss? Or is it just with pirate groups? Uh, yeah, I, 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 sh- I've, I strike out more often with the pirate groups. Um, but, you know, I can win them back, as you just saw. Uh-huh. Just gotta lay on that movie star charm. So I take it I'm gonna come over here on the that side of the planet. Uh, yes, if you would. I'll set a course through the bunnies. All right, yeah. Uh, you guys set a course and you head down to land on the White Rabbit Salvage Territory on the Hylar Settlement. Um, as you go past the various uh, orbiting uh, ships above the planet, you will notice that uh, you know there are many of them that are you know 
around the same size as the DBC, but most of them are a little bit smaller. They're like fast attack ships or um, like ships meant for docking and boarding other ships. Um, but uh, you pass and um, even with your IFF set to like civilian, none of them open fire on you. So that's good. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, as you make your way down through the planet, uh, you get a sense from above of what's going on in the city all over the city. Um, and it's a it's an abandoned settlement, but it wasn't necessarily a small settlement. Um, you can tell um, that it was basically one major city settlement with a lot of like surrounding smaller settlements and farms. Um, it is a uh, like a fertile planet. Uh, you imagine that this was probably like a crop colony um, because there are fields and fields of plenty outside the main city. Um, as you pull down, though, the city itself is covered in scaffolding and um, basically like uh, what you would associate with construction vehicles, although they're all demolition vehicles. There are cranes with wrecking balls. Um, there are like small cargo ships like hovering around that have like uh, salvage and extraction hooks hanging from them. And all over the city, you see a concerted effort to basically tear the whole place apart going on. Uh, you are able to locate the White Rabbit landing zone. Uh, and uh, as you get close, uh, Ruination Conditioning, who's on comms, uh, says, all right, boss, I got you. Uh, hey, Cigar, it's uh, 23C. Can you get us there? Mm. I, I said, can you get us there? <laughs> I, I'm like already flying us there. <laughs> He looks at Astro and like shrugs at him. It's like, what are we going to do about this guy? Um, <laughs> what, what are we going to do about this guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he's not the problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he's like, okay, I got us a landing point. We'll see what happens. You need me to do anything? Uh, I think we're good. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted. If you want to take five, that's fine. All right, cool. Bye. And he stands up out of his seat and just leaves the cockpit. Oh, gosh. Why did Rock have to take Torsay away from us? He'll say after he leaves the room. All right. Well, you have landed on the Hylar settlement and have an idea of the people who've beaten you there. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, call the session here. And then when we pick up next time, uh, we'll see how you go about navigating the odd politics of competing pirate salvaging crews to try and find if there is any evidence left you can salvage yourselves. Arr, matey. Arr. All right. I think Asher's plan is to adopt a pirate accent and get a parrot so he can fit in. You mean he didn't have a parrot uh, prop in his room already? I know, it was an oversight, like <laughs> I say. Has Asher been <laughs> in a pirate movie? Oh, yes, of course. He's been in every, like, stupid genre yeah, movie. Yeah, he's been in all the genre of. films. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet you were, like, in a remake of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, I bet. <laughs> yeah. 
but he didn't play he didn't play like uh, like an important role like he wasn't like the new incarnation of jack sparrow no, he He's was uh like... he was like the captain of the fleet of imperial ships who was always chasing the pirates <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly like, like east india company or whatever yeah something like that all right all right well we'll cool. see you next time bye-bye see ya bye see ya